Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, a high-tech collaboration between two powerhouses of U.S. ingenuity and innovation, Akron-based Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company and Maryland-based global security and aerospace giant Lockheed Martin. They're working together to create a new rover for both manned and autonomous exploration of the moon. We've also got details about a brand-new postgraduate certificate degree from the University of Akron that's designed to help prepare students for advanced technology jobs in manufacturing. First, Goodyear Senior Program Manager, Michael Rakita. It's an initiative that is connected, if you will, to the NASA Artemis program, at least in the spirit. So it's not being uh, contracted by NASA. It's a private effort that the, that the companies are engaged in as we look to commercialize mobility on the moon, but certainly to enable longer term the astronauts return. The NASA Artemis program is set to put the first woman on the moon and the first person of color as well. It's kind of how they are saying their mission statement. Somewhere around 2025 time frame. So this program is our goal to go up maybe at the end of 2024, early 2025, with a rover that would be on the moon, running autonomous, doing surveying, but it is a human-class vehicle so that when the astronauts do arrive, they would have opportunity to drive the rover. Oh, that's excellent. So, so this isn't going to yes. be this isn't going to be just like a little rover that has a camera and like a little scooper on it or something that's autonomous. It it would actually be something that they could drive around when they get there. Yes, absolutely. It is a full functional car, if you want to call it that. If you can imagine the ones from the early 70s, Apollo 15, I believe the first mission that had the lunar buggy, is kind of how they called it, a moon buggy. It is in that same vein, a vehicle class, right? It will be able to have two astronauts driving it. A lot higher functionality. The vehicle at that point in time was only really used for two to three days. Those missions were very very limited. And so that vehicle was was an on-purpose built for literally a few days. Battery life, for example, wasn't more than a a week or more. And it was known that as soon as the astronauts leave, that vehicle just sits there, which is still there today. This is very different. This vehicle is being designed to operate for years, right? Again, the idea uh, that we want to run autonomous missions on the surface, do some exploration, so that the astronauts can come, you can use it for a week or two weeks, and then they, they would leave. But that vehicle is still capable uh, to operate uh, autonomously as well. So, as I understand it, this new vehicle would have tires developed by your company, but they're not your average kind of tires. I wonder if you could explain to us what they might be made out of and the kinds of temperature stresses that they would be put to the test on. Yeah, correct. That's the biggest hurdle to overcome is the temperature. There's three or four very, very unique environmental conditions that would be experienced on the moon, uh, which any one of those is enough to say a standard tire that we're used to driving on Earth today won't work. Temperature being one, so part of this next mission, the Artemis mission, which is which is partly why the lunar vehicle that we're designing uh, and the tires 
uh, is actually looking to go to the south pole of the moon. Extremely low temperature compared to what they did. And again, in the Apollo missions, they stayed in full sun on the equator. And it actually is warmer to around as high as minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, certainly a, a temperature range that you could experience on, on Earth. This time around, going to the, to the lunar poles uh, can get down to as low as minus 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, if you're familiar at all with like liquid nitrogen and the scientific of freezing a banana and, and cracking it uh, under liquid nitrogen temperatures, it's colder than. So any normal rubber material or plastic-based material that you might find in today's tires probably would be frozen solid, right? You wouldn't have rubber uh, elasticity at those kinds of temperatures. The one that you tend not to think about is the surface soil itself is extremely abrasive. The surface of the moon, similar to sand, it's, it's a little finer grain, but it's never been weathered. Since there's never been running water on the surface, there's no wind effects, geological type things that we would find on Earth that rubs and softens uh, the edges of rocks that hasn't happened on the moon's surface. So the soil is razor sharp and extremely hard. So it could imagine tread wear, for example, that we're used to on, on road surfaces here would just, again, degrade uh, material very quickly. The third one is the radiation effects. So there's no atmosphere, of course, to protect any materials from being bombarded with all the different kinds of radiation and cosmic rays and things like that that are in space that would quickly degrade most tire materials. And so, again, you got to add that into your environments for materials would you use so that they can withstand those sorts of radiation degradation. So when we put that all together, for us, what our basic design principle around materials, you would take up metals. We, of course, in, in the aerospace industry, we put satellites up in space with the radiation effects. We put things on, on Mars, rovers, and types of scientific vehicles. So there is aerospace grade, if you will, types of metals things like even aluminum, titanium, uh, nickel, so different types of combinations of those materials that would be able to load a vehicle, have good traction properties in some sort of airless architecture. Uh, it needs to be airless. But how do you actually get a job making cool products like that new lunar rover, for example? Well, one place to start is at the University of Akron, where Dr. R.J. Mahajan is heading up their new postgraduate certificate degree program aimed at training students for advanced technology jobs in manufacturing. So the certificate is primarily based for those that already have a bachelor's degree, either in mechanical engineering or mechanical engineering technology, maybe even aerospace systems, manufacturing, so any related field. And it goes directly to a real need by industry and manufacturing in Ohio. Now, as you know, there's over 15,000 manufacturing companies in Ohio. And according to a 2020 report by Magnet, the three top priorities are the first one being talent, the second sales, and third increasing efficiencies. So it goes directly into a real lack of talent right now in advanced manufacturing. So this certificate really tries to fill that gap 
that comes directly from our manufacturing partners. Let's just say that I already have my bachelor's degree. What does this teach me that I didn't get with my bachelor's degree? So bachelor's degrees typically give you a flavor for or some of the things that you'll be you'll encounter in the workspace. So things like 3D printing, things like Internet of Things, a little bit of flavor into artificial intelligence. So uh, bachelor's degrees are really very broad. What we want to do is to give you much more detailed skills and experiences in things like grinding and hard machining, 3D printing, but also expose you to the future, which is Industry 4.0 and then link you directly with some of the machines that we may have either on our campus through through our Center of Precision Manufacturing that we've talked about before, or even uh, machines that might be at some of our partner locations in industry. But the idea is to give you a skill set that you really didn't get when you got your bachelor's degree. I see. So the idea is to give you a little bit more hands-on experience, so kind of a, a tactile feel for what you're going to encounter once you get into the workplace. So to a certain extent, one, you know what to expect. And two, once you get there, you're more easily trained in that particular company's way of doing things, right? Correct. It's almost like a buffer between a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, which might take two years to get, and you're doing a lot more research. Out here, you're really getting hands-on experience through maybe five classes that you take. You're getting hands-on experience in, in areas that you will be directly exposed to when you work at the company. A lot of the students would be current uh, employees of the company that could take these classes online or maybe come in the evening. So we tried to make these very flexible in the sense that some could be online, some could be evening classes, and you could be done within a year if, if, it, if that's possible. What kinds of industries is this most useful for or is it across the board? It is applicable to all 15,000 manufacturing companies that are in the state of Ohio. It is particularly good for companies that are machining stuff that are being used by either OEMs or even these, these could be tier one, tier two companies. So if you're producing a product, these certificates would, would help you. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>